This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 168 of The Real Word. Word is up. The word is up, and suddenly, Nicole, demand is up for office space. In fact, it is booming, according to Globestreet.com. One year after the COVID lockdowns began, demand for office space is finally approaching pre-pandemic levels. Can you believe that? I'm quite shocked. Well, again, in the article, though, it does talk about some cities that aren't. But it's it's amazing to me um, that we're bouncing back this quickly, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Um, again, especially because in the Northeast here, like we're still not fully vaccinated. We're still having to wear masks. Well, I know some states aren't. I don't but... think there's any states that are fully vaccinated. Well, no, but there's lots of states that they're not requiring people to wear masks anymore. Oh, there's yeah. a few states. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I do know, again, I do know in the state of Connecticut, though, offices can be back. I believe we get, we're back at 100% here in offices. I just, I don't know um, who's actually participating in that. Though. Allowed capacity in, you know, in a lot of states, and in, in you're referencing, obviously, Connecticut, inclusive of that, is, are allowing 100% capacity back in the offices. That being said, there's an NBC News article out today office buildings are opening back up not all employees though want to return so there's a lot of people that don't want to go back into the office despite the fact that these offices are now all of a sudden in high demand going back to uh, the office booming article there's this national vts office demand index which is vodi there's like an acronym inside of an acronym vts and then it is office demand index makes up Vodi V O D I. Anyways, this tracks tenant hours both in person and virtual of office properties across the nation. Posted significant and, and they posted significant gains in January and February and is now thirty eight percent lower than just before the pandemic. By comparison, it was eighty five percent below pre pandemic levels last May. So so they've gotten a lot of that loss back. Uh, references which really shouldn't be a huge surprise though i mean we were in the thick of it yeah. this time last year I mean, yeah, yeah you talk about may 2020 i mean that that was the bottom of everything new york demand for office space jumped 120 percent in 2021 and is down 40 percent from pre-pandemic levels but 120 percent jump here basically in the last few months new york city offices people going slowly back to the office is that a shocker in the the biggest city the best city in our great nation nicole i don't think it's any surprise i think again as soon as everyone well we talk about it all the time and we've talked about it every i feel like episode that we have discussed about the pandemic people need to be around people they want to be around people um i think everyone's just ready to get the heck out of their house too so i'm not surprised um again as as long as numbers continue to decrease which I don't really know what New York is doing or not doing, but um, I'm, I'm not surprised by it this, in the slightest. This NBC News article, though, and, and listen, Nicole, you've heard so many people say life is going to be changed forever. We are not going. I mean, I don't know if you if you've heard it, but I've heard it on plenty of podcasts and all over the place. Life is going to be changed forever. There's going to be what's the buzzword? A new normal going on here. So do you think, though, that there's going to be a. A, a new normal or eventually we're just all going to go back to offices Wh- which one do you think which one are you leaning into more well i i i don't know that there's necessarily going to be like oh my gosh byron that's a it's a hard question i feel like it it is a hard if question you had to pick one like... do we go back to the way things were do we go closer to that direction or do we go closer to some new normal and what does the new normal look like 
No, I, I mean, I do think that we're going to be going back to um, the way that it was. I think that there will be some things that will be a new normal. I think that people are obviously learning how to work from home. I think some people have probably prospered working from home. I think that companies are obviously saving some overhead that way. But I do think eventually all those are probably, I, 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 I don't know that there's going to be a new normal. I do hope that there's going to be a few things that do change. Like I love the fact that my kids are not getting snow days. So hmm. I like that there there is the ability for them to continue to learn from home yeah. on those days instead of just sitting and bothering me for, for snacks all day. Um, but I do happen. think that the way... <laughs> I do think that the way that people work um, will probably go back. I think people, I think, I think people enjoy travel um, as much as people complain about traveling for work. I do think that people are excited about probably, you know, getting back into that groove. I do think that it, I have to say, even you and I, right? So like right now, we're remote, we're not together. But I feel like we're. I prefer to be next to you doing this yeah. than via. Um, like a like a zoom call so i do think eventually it will go back to normal yes yeah the podcast definitely uh, i or i think are always better when people are are in person meetings are better in person meetings, i yeah. mean everything really is better in person i mean it's always more enjoyable again people love the interaction um i, I wh what about you what do you what do you think you think there's going to be a new normal some things yes uh, you know the there's so many people that have gone, you know, to the extreme with this new normal, though. So I think I'm somewhere in the middle, like like you kind of rode the fence there. I'm going to ride the fence as well. You know, I don't I don't believe outside of, you know, Twitter said, oh, you guys can work from home for the rest of your lives. I don't believe there's going to be many CEOs that take that stance. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think most companies eventually are going to bring their employees back into the office. Uh, new normal, some things like. Uh, you're gonna have to get a new vaccine. It sounds like every single year. Maybe that. Maybe that's a new normal. I don't know. This NBC right. News article says uh, vaccines won't even take away all the anxiety. So everybody being vaccinated isn't well, even going to take away the anxiety. Well, that's clearly going to take time. <laughs> I mean, that that's gonna that's oh, that is always going to take time. I mean, I, I feel like hugging people again is going to take time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all that I can speak to though, too, like we have a, um, you know, we have a cruise line that actually rents below us. Um, they did not give up their space. They are, they're in there. There are individuals that have come back to work. Are people multiple people like they were before? No, but they certainly didn't get rid of their space during their close down. And they literally, I mean, if you were to walk by their office, like they even went as far as like shutting off their power, like their, their refrigerators were like left opened. So, um, again, but I, they, they clearly anticipating on getting their people to come back because they didn't relinquish their spot. Employers are going to have to accept the fact that there's going to be some anxiety. 48% uh, if employees said they wanted to work a hybrid schedule, some in person and some remotely, 41% said they were even willing to take a small pay cut to make that happen. People do not want to leave their, their home office that they've been setting up for the last well, 12 months. Well, I, I guarantee <laughs> you a majority of that, though, is is probably because of... Um, oh, jeepers, what's the word? You know, when you have to drive your car in and Transportation. out. Well, yeah, but like commute, commuting, commute, commute I bet time, you, time. you know, they're, yeah. they're saving themselves probably, you know, sometimes three, four hours in a day by not having to commute. I bet you that's probably more of the, of the, of the reason to be quite honest. There are a lot of nuancing, uh, nuance moments, spur of the moment coaching, uh, that happens when you're in an office, right? You, you know, a couple people are going to lunch and then maybe they're walking to you know, to lunch together or 
they're walking into work or out of work and you know somebody just has a spur of the moment question that doesn't happen in between zoom meetings because when right. you close your zoom meeting you're, you're now, by yourself you're by yourself and your <laughs> cat is walking into your home office rowling at you because it, it wants another can of food right like that's what's happening as opposed to those those little just personal touch moments that happen when you're inside of an office environment we our team, our real estate team in Connecticut, we are going to expand our office space. That's something that is going to happen for us because we're expanding our business and the divisions that we're creating, they're just not, you, you can't do these from home as effectively as you can in the office. And, and we right. don't want these divisions, we're not making the investment for these divisions to be 70% of what they could be and we're just gonna let people work at home, no. It's going to come down to people that are comfortable coming into the office and working in a, you know, a normal 40 hour work week schedule in the office, not from home where we can't train where, you know, as effectively where we can't coach people up as effectively and we can't make the prog progress as quick as we're going to need to with the investment that we're making into those divisions. There's deals that are happening, though, in this office. I mean, you learn so much about what's coming onto the market, what's what 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 deals may be falling apart mm. that you can then be a part of. I mean, there is as much as there's probably maybe some additional chatter beyond that sometimes, which isn't always effective. But I mean, there is a lot of good information that is certainly happening within the walls of an office that you certainly don't get sitting by yourself in a room. If, if there's a study in 10 years about you know, pay scale of people working from home and in the office, I bet any amount that those that go back to the office are just going to be paid more, not because employers are going to punish the work, the people working from home. Like I'm not going to pay you as much as the people coming from the office. It's because the skill set of the people in the office that are working with others that are collaborating and learning at a faster speed because they're in that office are just going to be better at their jobs. Right. They're just going to be better. And, and more gonna, productive. And they're going to be way more productive and they're going to deserve a higher pay. Right. Yep. Yeah, I don't think this is a racket at all that that office space is coming back. And you know what? I think it's going to continue. So if, if you're a commercial broker that deals in office space, you can take a big sigh of relief here. I think you're going to have a good couple of years as... Hopefully. Listen, the job report that just came out was fantastic. A lot of people are getting hired right now. And if that continues, there's going to be a continued need for office space. The only thing they don't talk about, though, here is pricing, though. I'm curious to see how like how pricing is is sort of playing yeah. a role in all of this, too. Yeah. And, and certainly I think in some cities, there's probably going to be a discount. Listen, office space, premier office space is extremely expensive. It is right. not cheap. So five or 10 percent you know, of a COVID discount, maybe 15 or 20% in some areas of a COVID discount as people are coming back to the office might make sense in some areas. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's not going to kill anybody that, that owns these office buildings. The ones that are like vacant right now and haven't been getting paid, uh, you know, they're, they're hurting. But if you've got premier office space in a great location, yeah, I think even these New York city, you know, landlords are, are going to be quite fine over the next couple of years that own office space. I, I, I believe that. Speaking of New York City, Nicole, racket number two, the New York Post is suggesting that the New York City exodus will end in April. 
And that's according to a real estate analyst, that prediction. A uh, local real estate analyst predicts that New York City's long-running exodus, which precedes the COVID-19 outbreak last year, will end in April. I mean, just now, like ending now, right? Right now, today, today. It's over. Yep. The exodus, it's all over. The exodus is over. <laughs> Fewer people are leaving the city and more are returning, reports Nancy Pax uh, Data Services following a study conducted with Eastdale secured. Eastdale. I don't know. Anyways, those two trend lines will finally cross paths this month when the number of households moving into New York City should exceed the number leaving for the first time since at least January 2019. So what they're talking about, like in 2019, there was 85,000 uh, people that left the city then then came into the city. Obviously, in 2020, that number got accelerated. But according to the USPS... That was only 300,000. It was only a, a net loss of 300,000 since the outbreak of the pandemic. So in the last year, they had a net loss of 300,000 households. In all of 2019, they had a net loss of 85,000 households. So they were already losing people. It only went up 3x in the last year. Seems like with all the hysteria, right, that it would have been more. But it was really only 3x, maybe a little bit above 3x according to... Uh, households change of address requests with the USPS. People were keeping their address in New York City, and if they were never coming back, they would change their mailing address at some point, right? That didn't really happen. 300,000 in a city of millions and millions and millions, it's not a huge number. Now they're saying that in April, you're actually going to see a net positive people coming into the city as opposed to what you saw in 2019 and 2020 with the pandemic. Are you surprised? You're waiting about that? for me. I'm not surprised. No. Again, I think a lot of people, and again, I, we can only really speak to our area. I mean, I I, I understand the exodus. I know that people were leaving. Um, again, you know, we sort of talked to Jill Biggs on our last confessionals. You know, she had a sort of a, a down year. She to was Hoboken, being right in, outside in the city. Hoboken. Yeah. Go right. go check out the Real World Confessionals. See Jill Biggs. Yeah. That was amazing. So again, we, we can't deny the fact that there that there was something going on. But I do think that probably nine times out of nine out of 10 people that I spoke to that were coming here from New York were not giving up their apartments. They were not selling their, their, their places. You know, they were, That's they right. were really looking for a place here that they could sort of sort of retreat from, but that they could also retreat from in the future too, if, if anything like this were to happen again. So I guess I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm happy to see that people are feeling confident about going back. I'm, I, again, most people didn't want to sell because they really truly love New York city. They loved the city, Absolutely. you know, they, 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 they love the hustle and bustle. They love the energy. Um, so again, I guess I'm just happy that they're finally now able to go home. I mean, I, there was one family I ran into, they hadn't been home in almost seven, eight months where it's yeah. like they, they were buying clothes as they were like hopping <laughs> Cars, house to house. Clothes, so everything. I mean, I'm just, again, I'm, I'm happy to see that, that, that individuals are going back. Um, and again, I, I, I'm not surprised by the numbers because again, most of the people that I were running into did not want to give up their properties in New York. They were just, they were looking for a place to, 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 to hang for a bit. We covered the Jerry Seinfeld letter on the real word, you know, I don't know, however many wow, months, months ago, ago. months ago. Yeah. And, and that just seemed like an emotional declaration. New York City is not going anywhere. But I think both of us kind of sided with Seinfeld in the fact that you can't keep the biggest city down forever, nor will you. People will no. always go back 
to New York City. I'm dying to go back. Yeah, same like here. My daughter is visit. dying to go back. Oh, yeah, to visit. Absolutely. Visit. Yeah. But I mean, you want the life to come back. It, it, Absolutely. It's, it's quite frustrating for, for us working the, the Connecticut market where now you just have people just homeowners that are you know oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna sell you know but but not right now you know because this is gonna last forever and it's just i mean for 15 years homeowners were saying just buy it you know find us a new york city buyer you had it find for, us in <laughs> you had it for 12 months and and a lot of people are missing the opportunity because i'm just gonna say it again i've been saying it over and over again connecticut's at the tip of the iceberg because now you're starting to see trends go the opposite direction Office demand in New York City, like we covered in the last segment, is up. Uh, Josh, let's let's read the Josh Rubin stat. Here, here's another one. Um, so not only obviously are, is the office is up, but we'll talk the, to Josh. Josh Rubin is a is a realtor in New York City. Yeah. yeah. But what the, company is he with again? He's with Element in, in New York. Oh, okay, but the sales yeah. in New York City are up. Interest rates are going up. There's a lot of things now going the opposite direction from. You know, from what we've seen in the last 12 months where Connecticut's just had this great bananas market. So Josh uh, says on Facebook, there were 34 contracts signed last week of 4 million or more. He's just talking about the Manhattan market. This extends a uh, record streak for New York City to nine weeks of 30 or more luxury contracts totaling nearly 2.9 billion in volume. Uh, the number one contract uh, last week was his. All right, great, his, Josh. Yeah. Way, way to pass yeah. something back. Now, joking. Yeah. <laughs> Josh. Is a well, that's agent. why he posted yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, no, but this isn't any different from what I heard from Josh, from Stephen Cohen, who's also a Douglas Elliman agent, and I got to spend a couple of days over in Dallas with with these guys. They said, "Listen, we're finally for the first time here in early 2021 getting multiple offers on." well-priced New York City apartments. People are coming back. I just saw, uh, you know, Gary V's camera guy, D-Rock, post uh, the other day, just signed a, a new lease for New York, going back to the city. He was living in Jersey, I guess, during the, during the pandemic, heading back. You see a lot of people heading back in to New York City, getting excited funny. about going back to the office as well. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like the fall winter market where people are probably coming and buying now because they think that they can get a deal. But again, obviously to New York, it doesn't matter as long as people are buying. Like it could, it's all good. It's all yeah. good. Whatever's driving them back. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy to hear. I'm happy to hear that. I have a cousin that actually got a job down um, on Wall Street. He was able to get an apartment on Wall Street during the pandemic because th there were so, there, there seemed to be so many available for him. Um, so again, I, 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 I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy to hear it. I, it's, I feel like it's happening a little bit sooner than I had anticipated, but I am happy, um, especially for our fellow realtors down there that, um, we're certainly feeling it. The, and the brokers in the city don't really say that they, they don't really complain about prices going anywhere in the city. They were complaining over the last year about deals. People, homeowners just weren't selling their apartments. They're like, you know what? I just don't have to sell, so I'm just going to sit on it and wait this thing out. There just wasn't as as many transactions to go around, right? Well, and again, I don't I don't know what the rules were in New York, but I'm wondering if they were even if you know if they if anybody even wanted them in. You know, we're talking about That's right. We're talking. I mean, we're talking about vertical here. I mean, we're talking about people on top of people next to people. You know, who was allowed in, who wasn't allowed, who could show, who wasn't allowed to. Um, it, it was very so difficult to show apartments, which people are just like you know what if I can't even to your point get my apartment shown, I'm not going to put it on the market. Right. Right. And, and right. the good brokers like Josh and, and some other ones that we know, 
that was the advice they were given. Like, I can't even show your unit because nobody wants me to bring people in and out of the elevator. So right. it constricts how much activity I can get on your plate. Like, just hold, just wait, just wait. Things will turn. And now New York City is turning. And all of these people that said the new normal means that New York City is dead. You are dead wrong. New York City is on the comeback trail. And it looks like as early as today, they're going to start to see a net positive in their migration pattern. So everyone that, that counted New York City out, sorry, uh, it's it's back and, and looks like it's back with a fury. So Love it. Another reason to love April. There you go. And hopefully, <laughs> and I did see a, the first Broadway, I think, was opening. So yeah, there's, I don't, I don't think it's open today, but yes, th there are plans for all of that to reopen for sure. Let me, I'll do a quick search here. You uh, think it was today? Uh, I don't think it was today, but I, I saw it in the news in the last week. Yes. Uh, New York city planning for Broadway shows to reopen in September. So they're getting ready. Yeah. They're this fall. Yeah. They're, uh, dusting off the stage. Love it. There you go. All right. Love it. All right. Marketeer of the week, two time marketeer winner, Tim Smith of the Tim Smith Group in California. This is a, another Tim Smith listing video. This is not going to create the uproar that the last one we covered did. Uh, I thought this one was very PG. Wait, so the last one he did was the whole, the man, was it the man uh, yeah. vision and the woman vision? The two different visions. He had two different yes. listing videos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the man vision was an uproar because people hadn't seen the woman, right. the, pro the, the video prior. Which yes. we've also covered on The Real World. Make sure you yes. subscribe to this podcast, by the way, if you're not, so that you don't miss these things. But you can go back and check that one out. That one was all over Inman. Uh, this one here, in, in, in my opinion, is super, super PG. It's very PG. It's, 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 it's funny. It's, yeah. it's funny, yeah. On Instagram, he writes, an estate that will make your kids never want to leave. So this reminds me of... Uh, What's the movie with Adam Sandler? Happy Gilmore, where, where you got the older kid just kind of hanging around oh, the mansion. Yeah. And, and well, that, yeah, yeah. Is that Happy Gilmore? Yes. No, is that Happy? No, that's no, not Happy Gilmore. No, that's, that's um, uh, What is it? Come on. Bobby's got to know. Ask Bobby. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah, Billy Madison. Yeah, it, it, it was a name. It was a name. It was close. Yeah, Billy Madison, yeah. where he's just like, he's living in the pool house, you know, there's pizza boxes all over the place and just totally bacheloring it up at his parents' place. This is kind of what that this listing video kind of emulates that to me. There's two boys, older boys that are just like hitting golf balls off the back, doing cannonballs in the pool, watching movies, just being ridiculous. And that's the reason for the parents wanting to sell this like ridiculous 12,000 square foot home. It's I mean, beautiful. It, it's yes. an amazing property. It is, I'll give you the, uh, oh, he wants me to sign in. Of course he does. He wants me to log in to unlock all the details. What the heck, Tim? I don't blame you. Well, it you. is fun though on Insta on Instagram. People do actually ask him. So what do like your clients think when you propose these these video it, ideas? It's, um, it's 12,500 square feet, 34 Pelican Crest Drive in Newport Coast, California. Now, Nicole, obviously these were actors. Maybe, maybe the, you know, the people playing the parents were the actual sellers or actors. I don't know. They did a great job if, if yeah. they were the actual sellers. Do you, th I mean, I just don't see a listing video to this scale that was, I mean, this was very, uh, a listing video that was this well produced. I don't see anybody having the ability 
to really do this type of production on a median price point home like this it just doesn't make sense for your average listing you know across well, the what's, country well what's super interesting though You'd in the market money. right now you well you're 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 barely even able to make a video like you're <laughs> Right. You know, I mean, you're you're literally listing it and before the video is even edited, it's sold. So, yeah, I mean, I do think especially in this market that agents are probably not even wanting to produce anything like this because they don't need to. So right. why spend the extra money on doing it? But I agree with you. I mean, what's did you t did you say the price point on this? What's the no, price because, point? because I hit the bit. Oh, you got to sign in and, and uh, stuff, sign uh, which which what is what makes Tim the marketer of the week? He, he's, you know, he's doing everything right. So. Yes, I, I I think it's fun. I thought it was fun. I don't. It's super ballsy. Um, I enjoyed it. I, th I again, it's it's it's. I thought it was a spectacular home too. It was yeah. spectacular. Tim is always ahead of the curve. One of the reasons, Nicole, Tim is always ahead of the curve, is because he has been coaching with Tom Ferry for years now. He personally coaches with TF, and the reason why that is relevant is because this week. Oh, it's a it's a twenty million dollar listing, by the way, nineteen point nine nine five. So you can afford to do uh, you can afford to do a video. Yeah, like you that. can do a yeah. lot there. Yeah. Uh, the reason why that's relevant, Tim Smith being a, a Tom Ferry coaching client, is because we are going to have Tom Ferry on the Real Word Confessional this week. So in a couple of days, if you're seeing this as soon as it's released, we are going to have TF on the Confessionals. We're going to ask him all the questions that he's never been asked before. And we are going to get a ridiculous story from TF. I guarantee you that. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. You do not miss that one. That is going to be the best interview Tom Ferry has ever given, ever. Is it? I know we only have four episodes, but uh, is that is that the one that you're most excited for? I am. Yeah. I mean, I was I was lo I loved the Joe Biggs one last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for all of them. I'm excited about how excited you are. Yeah. If yeah. you if you missed the Joe Biggs one, go check that out. She's number one. Agent Hoboken dominates that market. She was hilarious on the podcast. She's fun because she's she's real. Um, yeah. and I I appreciate I appreciate her. You loved her. Yes. You're you're fan. Well, I just I felt I just felt like I maybe am not crazy. No, no or maybe not, not the only. Maybe not. The, I am crazy, but maybe not the only <laughs> one that is crazy. <laughs> All right, we got Tom Ferry in a couple days subscribe get ready it's going to be a blast and uh, we'll see you guys here next week on the real world see ya keep it real